Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Phase Syndicate, episode 41, or do we call it 41.5? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we should call it, or do we call it 41-3.0? No idea. But I'll tell you what, tonight, they dropped a seismic charge on all of our rules and points values, folks. So tonight, we're going to be discussing everything X-Wing everything about the new rules and the new scenarios. And if we get time, we're going to go over some of the new points values um, to preface this to begin with. Um, we are all very deeply disturbed at what is going on in the Ukraine right now. Um, and so I want to take a moment of silence real quick for those who are struggling um, over there with the bombardments. All right. And if you have not, um, they do have a lot of good nonprofits that have some Patreons and some GoFundMe's going to help get um, refugees uh, out of the country if needed, as well as get them some well-needed equipment because, um, yeah, what's going on over there is just crazy right now. So anyway, without further ado, let's bring in my co-host for the night, JJ and... The dill pickle himself, Mr. Charles. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing all right. If I'm the dill pickle, does that make you like the hide tanner? Yeah, maybe. I I I shaved I've shaved my beard down so you officially have the biggest beard on the cast. I mean, it was always <laughs> the best. You just no, had a... <laughs> it was not the best. Ah, X-wing crisis protocol. There you go. Maybe that's what we'll call. Maybe we'll change our names of the show. We'll get dual viewers that way. Anyway, yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, so, do you guys have any quick updates for the weekend? Uh, what y'all did? How y'all doing? Uh, the only thing that I have, and I just sent this to JJ, is I happen to be on TikTok and I saw a new uh, lightsaber hilt uh, that is available in a numbered limited edition um, at the Star Wars park here, uh, and it is a Temple Guardian lightsaber. So it's two single bladed. Uh, it also comes with a connector hilt so that you can turn it into the uh, the staff like what Darth Maul wielded. Uh, and it also has a hinged piece, almost like what Dark Ray uh, wielded in, uh, was it yeah. The Last Jedi? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, that looks exactly like the one from Star Wars Rebels when Kanan was facing off against the Inquisitor. Or, yeah, yeah, it looks pretty sweet. Other than that, I had a pretty solid weekend. Went to a strawberry festival, ate way too much food. You know, oh, the nice. Damn, I meant to go to that. I am. Oh, I went to the one in um the one in the uh the villages, not okay. the actual okay. one in Plant City. Um, yeah, also, I was going to go to Plant. Yeah, tonight. Not that they're sponsoring us in any way, shape, or form. Um, but Jameson Orange is my drink of choice this evening. This is amazing. It smells phenomenal. It tastes amazing. Um, donate to the Patreon so Chris can go get some as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Fair enough. So my, mine is, uh, 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 my whiskey of choice tonight is Scotch from Lockmead. And when that runs out, it will be Dewar's 12 year. So. Ooh, well done. Anyway. Venice. So now that we're done talking and reminiscing about alcohol, um, so there's been some changes. <laughs> if you didn't know, some just a few insane amount of changes. 
Um, and, and it's funny because Charles called me. I can't. Did you call me on Tuesday or Wednesday? Charles called me one of the nights and we were talking about um, some of the rules and things like that. And Charles mentioned one of the things that was surprising, right, is they changed the points values. The points values all of a sudden drastically changed. They didn't let anybody know on anything else. So other than that, is there been any other major surprises uh, that either of you guys wanted to mention before we get into the rules for uh, the new rules for the, sh the, the game? I believe my exact words when I spoke to you, Chris, were I felt like a bait and switch. Like they fed us a little bit of the road and a little bit of the minor changes they were going to make. And then once everybody got comfortable with that, they grabbed the rug and just yanked our feet out from under us. Um, I felt very conflicted. Um, and we'll talk about it more as we go. Um, but I will say that after a couple of games last week, um, you know, both on our, our community stream, which is on Wednesday nights, um, as well as a couple of friendly games with uh, John and a couple other people. Um, I don't mind it. It challenges my brain to play X-Wing a little bit differently rather than the whole point and shoot. Uh, you know what I mean? It gives multiple, like you've talked about multiple times from Destiny, having alternate win conditions. So I don't have to be good at outflying you. I just have to control more objectives than you and be better at sitting on those objectives or controlling them around your ships. I can still win events not having to kill anything and i don't mind that yep and i think that we'll see some of that so the cherokee open was this weekend they only had i don't know 35 or 36 people um enter into it uh but they still did the top 16 cut we're gonna review a few of those lists if we get a chance i'm not gonna promise we'll do it this week <laughs> we may wait till next week um but we're gonna go through a few of those lists because some of the things that it feels like what F AMG has done is not just given us a few more toys, but allowed us to run way too many ships throughout every faction. That's what it feels like. And I could tell you, I have to go out and buy another Naboo Starfighter because <laughs> I only own one and I have a list that needs two now. Um, so, yeah. So wait, what you're saying is they changed the game to get you to go back and buy more product. I think that is a good thing for AMG. Just Probably. saying. So here's the question. Do they actually have the product to support all these medalists now? Um, I'm going to say no, but we'll find yeah. out, I guess. Because <clears throat> I now need to buy two more A-Wings. Damn it. So. Oh, before you do that, <laughs> let me go through my collection. I might have... I. Last I remember, I think I had like eight A-Wings. I just don't have dials okay. for them. But I do have uh, eight A-Wings, I believe. I, think I have dials. Yeah, I might have dials. That's fine. All right. So, yeah, hit me up after the show. <laughs> I'll go through my collection this week because that's what I spent my Thursday doing was resorting my whole collection and building lists for my league for uh, Monday nights. Uh, so, yeah. JJ, what, what surprised you other than the point switcheroo? Um, so one of the one of the minor surprises, um, and and you know I'm not a, a I'm a multi faction player, multi faction lover. Um, one of the ones that I felt unjust that one of the changes I felt that was really unjust because I didn't think that it was really oppressive at all was the Buzzdroid Swarm being dropped to one agility. Like I don't think that in the current meta with um, with Rain Zero and stuff like that that they needed that that debuff to drop from three agility down to one agility because um, I didn't think that the buzz droids were that strong. Um, but beyond that, yeah. 
um definitely the points was something that was really really hard to wrap around um and then the ban list also was a little confusing but it took me a while to actually like get through and and understand like why they had um like the 7b for instance why they decided to do that um but yeah the um there, there's quite a few changes that it was just a tuesday when they came out I, I basically stopped working for the whole day. Like I just couldn't I couldn't work because I was just so enthralled for like the la the like three days in a row, just deep diving into this and just going into it and trying to understand as much as I can and just to make sure that I have a, a pretty well informed opinion of the changes so far. So yeah. So one thing that sur surprised me, well, two things that surprised me, and I'm supremely happy surprise with both of these boba got a crew slot then <laughs> got a mod slot let's go for shield upgrade or hull upgrade on a fang fighter i am in let's go afterburner is power roll focused yeah sure now combine <clears throat> that with the clan training so i get a yep. i get a red focus afterwards too or that Beskar shielding so I can spend a charge to shake a crit or a face down damage card. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So the funny thing is you got Boba back, which in fairness, if we were when we were making mm. predictions, that was um one of the things I said is Boba's gonna get his crew slot back. That that almost felt guaranteed. And I think it's partially because they let that slip on that stream, right? You know, they, they he had a crew slot on that stream, and it's like, all right, they can't be that effing dumb to give Boba a crew when he's not coming back. Like nobody can be that bad at, at the game. And if you are, then I'm that's that's really bad. Like that's <laughs> we should we should run at that point. Um so I had a feeling that was coming back. Um the the, the mod slot with Fen doesn't surprise me. The stealth device band does surprise me. Um but I guess it makes sense with the way they did loadout points because otherwise everybody's running stealth device. Now, if you watch an Charles, Ada, no less. Yeah, if you yeah. watch Charles and I play the stealth devices, they haven't really come <laughs> in. It, it haven't worked for either of us. So that's, that's adding a blank to a dice roll. That's what it is for me. Just yeah. drop that on there. And they're banned. <laughs> so they just they got rid of them. And, and I guess that's fine. That was, in fairness, probably my most disappointing and surprising thing outside of the points changes um, that we had. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, again, I it's this is definitely going to take some getting used to. Um, yeah. I did something similar to what JJ did and spent probably two days, three days doing nothing but list building uh, and going through all of those things. I bet you I built um, one, two. I, I think I have like 13 or 14 lists I built. So, yeah, about the same for me. But either which way. So what we're going to do is why don't we start with the changes for the rules document. And I'm not going to bring up the rules document because it's ridiculously slow and small. <laughs> and I have no interest in doing that. So I have gone through and actually pulled out all of the blue colored content and organized it in this document. And I apologize if some of the fonts are off because I didn't fix everything. Because, um, again, I do have a job, too, that I had to work at. Um, so, and I guess betting's open. I don't know why betting's open, but somebody wants Bet to trigger never betting. Closed it on the betting who's going to tangent first. That's one. There, there you go. <laughs> Bet who's going to tangent first. One, one for, for Chris, me, two for me, two for, for Tanner. You just did one for Tanner, two for Tanner. There you go. 
because you know that it's going to be mean. All right. So the main objectives that they had, we'll start with those, is assault at the satellite ray, chance engagement, salvage mission, and scramble the transmissions. So we we'll all know keep, we will uh, we'll make sure to put a link to the document if you guys want it in the Discord. Oh yeah, yep, I can do that actually. Um, now give me when you, somebody else starts talking, I'll I'll do that. Um, the objectives we're not going to so we're going to stay away from commenting on our thoughts on the objectives right now because yeah. that will probably take a half hour or so, <laughs> but just to talk real quick in terms of what I did is I put the 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 mission objective is what they said it was going to be. So take control of a satellite before an enemy ship does is the satellite array one, um, which if not longer. Yeah. Yeah. Chance engagement is essentially uh, the kill them all. One. Yeah, the dogfight. That's, that's, the, that's the original X-Wing, right? Yeah. Is what we're going to kind of call that. Yeah, basically it's, it's, they built a scenario around that. That's what they did. Um, Salvage mission was the essentially is retrieve supply caches uh, before the enemy does and run away with them. Um, this this one we didn't play, I don't think, this week uh, at all, but I did watch them play this on Scott's uh, Hexile Gaming channel. And that was out of all of them, that was probably my favorite one I've seen so far. Um, the salvage mission? Yeah. I played that one against John. Not JJ, but the other John from the stream. I played a game against him. I want to say it was on Friday night, Thursday night or Friday night. I played against John in the salvage mission. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that one seemed really fun. And the last one was scramble the transmissions, which you basically deny enemies from using the satellites. Well, oh, oh, oh that's a different oh, same scenario. Anyway, yeah. All right. So we played on stream. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so rules reference, we'll start there. The rules reference, so essentially declaring an attack changed, right? So a primary weapon requires the range to be zero to three. A primary weapon has no cost by default. I have no idea why that's in there. I don't understand the logic in that one, but that I that was an added um, yeah, thing other than they're telling us they can now shoot at range zero. I think it's just a future proof, um, I guess, for any particular abilities. Like, um, this opens up the floor for certain pilots that can come up that require you to spend uh, a resource, now, like a focus or a target lock, in order for you to perform a primary attack, uh, a little bit like of a lockdown thing. Um, so, I, I think this is just opening up design space for the future for other pilots. Yeah. So I don't know that it again it's different um it, but whatever I I get it. Then they talk about the attack dice right while performing a primary attack at range 0, you can't mod them unless otherwise stated. Here's where they got me though. While performing a primary attack at range 0, the attacker dice can be modified by spending a force for their default effect, right? That's that's new. We didn't know that, did we? So the no. the the way that I've read this, and especially John and I kind of discussed this during our game, a range zero shot is essentially a permanently blinded pilot for that shot. You can't spend focus. You can't add dice. You can't. You can't do anything other than spend a force for its for its initial effect. Okay. Um. 
I don't know. They, I'm a little weirded out by that, though. So, Charles, doesn't Yo. that just make Jedi's even more powerful now? Like, in this meta? Because Jedi's can now shoot range zero and modify a dice, and or they can do their other thing, right? Like I think they can that do it anything makes Vader they more powerful. Anybody who can change a blank, I think yeah. it makes them more powerful. Uh, if you can change a force... Uh, or change a focus, then, I mean, it's no different than than a calculator or something like that. Um, but it's one of those situations where um, I don't think it gives them that much more power uh, because they can get shot back at. You know what I mean? And so when you're a Jedi at range zero, you have to, I guess, choose if you're spending your force on offense or defense. And at range zero, you don't get a range bonus. So a two dice attack with force, not as strong as a three dice attack with without force. I don't think, me personally, but cool. The other notice um, that they had in there was you cannot modify defense dice of your enemy um, while so at no range Dooku? zero. Yep, no Dooku, nothing. So well, Dooku changed anyway. Just so you know, if you didn't know that, Dooku changed. We'll get to I'm that sure in we'll a little bit. <laughs> so. It was, it, and out of everything, in my opinion, Dooku 100% should go down in price now, but it's 100% worth what, what, it, what it is. Like, it was definitely a needed change. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no juke either. That's, and that's a really good point, especially with everybody wanting to have more points and be able to take juke. Juke is a little bit more powerful now than it was, I think, before. Um, they added the blazer bomb. We don't need to go through that. I added it to the document because technically speaking, it was blue. I mean, it's blue text. It's blue text, but that was just because it was added. So there's not. We went over it when we went over the um, the Pride of Mandalore pack. Um, so I don't think we need to to yeah. dive into that a little anymore. No, I I don't think I don't think so either. So I think it's just going to be you know if. If that's what we want to do, like later on, we could go back through that. I think the first time we use it on screen, we now have it, right? We now officially have it. I threw it in my kit. I need two of these damn things, and I only got one. So I threw it in my kit. I don't want to buy another kit. stupid Pride of Mandalore pack either, but I did throw it in my <laughs> kit ahead of time um, so that I had it for Monday because I built a list specifically with that on it in case anybody from my league is watching this. Um, <clears throat> deficit. So they added the deficit scoring. Basically, if the squad points total of a player squad is less than the maximum allowed value, subtract the total from their squad to determine the deficit. So now that they switched to 20 points instead of 200, deficit scoring makes a difference. I am actually feel very silly that they've done that, and I almost actually wish that they would eroded this and get rid of it, just personally. Like, since we've moved to... Nobody's going to be bidding now. And I guess, I guess, do we, maybe we should review the points structure real quick. So what they did is they moved from 200 points down to 20 points. And then they gave you what's called a loadout value for your ship. So the only points value you get is whatever your ship cost is. So for example, uh, Vader in the X1 is worth eight points out of 20, but then you get 22 loadout points. And the idea is, is to encourage you to bring a bunch of stuff on your ship. Um, and it doesn't subtract from how you build a list, which has its pros and cons, which we can get to either now or a little bit later. There's huge pros and cons to that style and that format. But because of that, with the only 20 points, 
you now have to, like, I had to retool one of my lists because I came up at 19 points. I had to go back and get rid of something I wanted to to put a shittier ship in that I didn't want because of that. Yeah, I agree. I think that deficit scoring is is definitely a lot more amplified now, more more expressed here because when you when you consider it in the two hundred point format, if you like build to one ninety nine to two hundred, you know one or two points, okay, fine. You know sometimes something doesn't fit on your list and you just have that one point. But when you start moving to the twenty point system, uh, one point is is the equivalent of ten points in the two hundred point format. Um, so that is a huge, huge deal. Yeah. <coughs> and Deslin said uh, in, in the chat that loadout points should be a pool that we get to draw from versus giving uh, the ships a mandatory set amount. Um, and I actually kind of agree with that, too, because um, if you see my rack list, my rack is, um, I don't know, my rack's probably 120 points in... 2.0 right and we all know that sure as hell you don't want 120 point rack and then a bunch of ships to go in there because oh by the way i could fit one more tie in my um rack list just as an fyi anyway uh docking so charles this is newer i, I i'm not a docking person but it says after a ship that can be partially executed maneuver or overlaps a friendly carrier it may be placed in reserve if it does, do not resolve the effects of the overlap. Is that different? Yeah. So before, if you didn't fully execute your maneuver, you you couldn't take an action. You couldn't dock your ship. Um, so with the new rules of bumping and having the negative effect of your ship bumping one of your ships, uh, having the ability that you don't resolve the effect of the overlap, so you don't res you don't take damage on the docked ship. So the shuttle trying to land in the Falcon, uh, the Z ninety five trying to land with the Houndstooth, the shuttle trying to land with the Ghost, uh, whatever the case may be, you're not having to bump so that you can get to range zero, take a damage, and then try to dock. Um, it's just stating that if you do bump, which is something that was previously required, you had to be at range zero in order to dock with the ship. Um, so think back to that crazy scum list we had where the, the shuttle went too forward and then barrel rolled in front of the, the Falcon. And then they just bumped until they chose to dock. Mm -hmm. If you did that now, every time you bumped, you had to roll for damage. Now what they're saying is that if you bump, uh, it may be placed in reserve, right? Okay. So you can choose if you if the mothership bumps the shuttle, you have the choice. You can either dock it and take no damage or don't dock it and then you have to roll for the damage. But it gives you at least that option to say, okay, I'd rather not dock or I'd rather not take damage on the shuttle this turn and I'm just going to kick it into the mothership for a round and then I'll kick it back out next turn because you can't dock and undock in the same round um so it just gives the people that are playing those ships which to be fair if i'm not mistaken there's only and jj can correct me on this because he's our encyclopedia of x-wing knowledge um there are only three ships there are the ghost the scum falcon and the yv triple six those are the only three ships as of right now uh that utilize the docking mechanic that's uh, right is, yeah. is that correct okay yeah yeah all right so, 
thank you. I guess I I did not know which so, one it was. Um, Epic has quite a few more docking options. Fair correct. enough. There, is, there you go. There is one thing. There though, you go. However. Maybe we'll see Epic as uh, a new tournament format. Oh, uh, that'd be so much fun. So mm. I I actually had to look at this a little bit more, right? Because one of the things that they originally had in the rules for docking is in the part three part where it says a ship that deploys during the system phase. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, wrong one. It is uh, during the system phase, a ship that is ranged of the carrier can dock within and place a reserve. A ship cannot both dock and deploy during the same system phase. And a ship that docks during the system phase does not resolve its assigned dial or activate during the activation phase. So uh, because of that wording, you can actually, it, um, you couldn't dock and undock during the system phase, but you can still undock during the system phase, perform the, its action. Um, so in the case of the Scum Falcon, you can undock your, your escape craft, coordinate your, your ship. Then during the activation phase, the Falcon can bump your, your, your ship um, which if you're playing Scum Han and you're trying to hide behind a rock, uh, that is a perfect way to make sure your ship stays in place. Oh, and then just yeah. Dock, so dock it's the like a built-in non-red zero stop. Yes, exactly. Now, you do end up going slightly forward, but if you are if you place yourself in a way where you're going to have your ship, you know, constantly go like through that behind that rock, that is a great way to to kind of make sure that that scum constantly get or uh, that Han uh, constantly gets that trick shot off uh, with his ability. So yep, fair enough. All right. So the next one is game length and tracking rounds. So they went to a standard twelve round limit, which they told us they were going to do. So that's not a surprise. And right. this one is probably going to be a discussion point in a second, just because of our experience from playing and then what we watched on um, the dice. Is it dads or dice and dice and dials? Yeah. Just dads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dads. Yeah. Yep. Cause I, I've watched their stream before and I, anyway, so, um, <laughs> so essentially what they said is at the start of the game, place 12 charge markers, flip to ac ac accurate size, then flip them over. These markers are something they're including online. So you can print and play. Um, I've already bought mine um, from Carl Paul Creative, so they they have them already up on the site. I bought some, uh, so I had it. Um, if one player's ship is destroyed, the game ends at the current round. Players who wish to play longer or shorter games can agree with their opponent upon the number of rounds before setup and charge markers, right? So mm -hmm. this right here is where we have a little bit of context missing because they did not release the tournament documents for competitive play. I have a feeling competitive play will put a time limit in there. I can't yeah. imagine that they're not going to do that. I could be wrong though, but I'm pretty sure that in the tournament rules, there's going to be the 75 minute um, or less time limit. One of the two I'm hoping for 60 minutes. That's what I'm hoping for. Give me a little mean, bit shorter think... game. I think as we as we play more and we start getting used to the scenarios, maybe that time limit will change just because the games that I've played have never gone to time. So maybe they start adjusting that. Um, JJ, just to, to revisit something that you had said in reference to the docking. The, the docking rules say that after a ship that can dock partially executes a maneuver and overlaps a friendly carrier ship, 
So if you kick the shuttle out and then you bump Han into the shuttle, that is the carrier ship partially executing into the ship that can dock. Han would still take damage for doing, or would still have to roll for the damage. So it's not like a freedom, and then the shuttle has to sit there for a round because it can't dock until the next turn. Because you dock during you dock and undock during the system phase, if if I'm understanding that correct. That was the big that was one of the big issues with the scum falcon, because with the shuttle having the the pilot that was the drone. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah, you're right. So if you choose to undock and you can get that bump with Han, and if you roll a zero you'll roll a blank, it's fine, but then you leave that shuttle available for someone to just, you know, slap it as hard as possible. Um so Yes, your your kind of timeline still works, um, but it does carry a negative effect that Han potentially takes damage and it leaves the shuttle sitting out in the open for someone to blow up rather than just staying uh, staying docked. Yeah. So while your scenario still works, there Fair. are a few alternative uh, options for the opposing player to keep it not being completely oppressive and unfair. All right. So that's round com- counters game mode essentially introduce what they call the banded restricted list. If we didn't get a restricted list, I looked, it's not there. It'll be there eventually. If you listen to the fly better interview, they talk about that. Um, it's not there though. So there you go. Um, the band list we will get to, um, they changed the naming for whatever reason from hyperspace to standard and eight and extended. Whatever. Again, <laughs> I mean, whatever. to be fair, when you really look at it from a from a gameplay perspective, most of the major tournaments were played in a hyperspace format anyway. So calling that the standard format just seems to make sense. It's yeah. fine. I liked it's hyperspace because I thought it was. Yeah, just personal opinion. No, I agree. I liked it. It was more thematic. All right. Um, the next one that we have is mission points. Uh, essentially mission points are how they're scoring the games. Now all games will go up to 20 points at the start of the game. Each player earns mission points equal to their opponent's deficit. So don't take less than 20 points folks. Cause when you only have to score 20 points in a game, one point or two point is pretty, um, oppressive. So yeah. Uh, yes. I will tell you right now it is that is that that is, that can make or break a game. Um now they say the first time a ship's health combined total of all of the upgrade cards is reduced to half or below rounding down the opposing player immediately earns mission points equal to half the squad value on that ship rounding up. So I'm going to point out two things. The first thing is they they say here rounding up. The second thing they have is they say this is how mission points are scored if you read the scenarios each of the scenarios does not include half points except for one that's it chance encounter yep so i don't know what the point of this putting this in here is it's weird i guess if we're going to do a dogfight type thing then maybe uh whatever if like we have no scenarios we did dogfighting it's there for those of us that want to do that i I don't i don't know i didn't understand the logic 
while while they didn't specifically mention what mode or game mode this is for either standard or extended i think that this actually properly applies more to extended because they make no mention of scoring points from objectives here um the the one part that i think that was really important here is the part where it says that if a player concedes the game that player's remaining ships are destroyed and removed from the game before calculating each player's score that is a that is a, a, a interesting change to specify that if you're if your opponent concedes mid game because they they got tilted on dice they are conceding fully like they can't say well i'm just going to end the game here and you scored 166 and you know i only got 33 no it's a full 200 point win 20 uh yeah sorry that's what i meant 20 point win uh versus you know whatever they they scored um and that that's a big thing especially when it comes to tournaments um that that include like mov so yeah all right um, so there's that. Uh, if a player, you already read that during scenario play, the player, the play during the scenario play, the game winner is determined based on the scenario specific win conditions. Hence, um, where some confusion came in because in the scenario chance encounter, it literally states half points rounded down. So we did that on stream with John and JJ on yeah. Wednesday, and John would have won probably 20 minutes faster. <laughs> if if he had if he had been able to round up like let's be fair like we rounded yeah, down yeah. and J john still destroyed jj which by the way jj had a jj had a swarm and john did not and john still won so swarms are not going to be the only thing that wins just as an fyi i would um, just also like to point out on our game thursday night where i played john john had a swarm uh he had I think he had four or five interceptors and vader in the x1 uh, and I did not. I had a three big base uh, scum ship list uh, because I wanted to try out the the gauntlet. Uh, and I completely waylaid his list rather than focusing on objectives. Uh, so and I did not plan defensive. I did offensive mods all day because my ships only had one or two defense die. So there was not a point. I just went to try and overpower him on damage as much as I could. Yeah. All right. Victory counters are how you track points, whatever. Um, so now we get to obstacles. I don't, do we need to go over the obstacles? I think we've been talking there about is, this. There's one, there's okay. one in particular. Um, so originally we were giving a set of, uh, rules for debris clouds. They didn't make a change here. Um, the, the rules officially state for debris clouds now is that, uh, the ship is assigned one stress token, which you knew, Roll one attack die on a hit, the ship suffers a hit. On a crit, the ship suffers one crit damage. That is different than what they verbally told us over the stream, where they said that on a hit or a crit, you only suffer a, a regular damage, not a crit result. So the debris cloud is actually more deadly than, or actually has a potential of, uh, of dealing that critical damage, which is something that wasn't on before uh, when they were describing the changes to the obstacles. I like that because that goes that makes me feel better and goes back to, you know, it, it brings it a little bit back to what we had originally. You know, you know how many yeah. times I went over to Bree Cloud and rolled a crit and took a damage. I was like, man, this is so much better. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, the other two things were the loose cargo and the spare parts, right? Essentially, you're going to get a Stein strain token. And then on a hit or crit result, you're going to get a stress token for the one, actually for both of them. So, um, so 
those were unknown technically. They never clarify those, but um, those seem to be very in range. Now, so I, I have a question real quick, and I yeah. want to pick your guys's brain when it comes to obstacles, because I'm one of the things that I've always loved was that each obstacle kind of brought its own flavor, right? Because asteroids were a hit or a crit, um, with no other result other than you lost your shot or your action. Um, with the debris cloud, it was a crit only, but you also got a stress. So there was a dual negative there with asteroids now being the shift suffers a damage and then you roll for a hit or crit. Do you, do you think that there is a, other than, you know, not taking the initial damage from hitting it now that you can take a hit or a crit from a cloud, do you see a reason to bring the cloud over the asteroid? I do actually. If you have a tractor list, yes, absolutely. No one's gonna play tractor. Can we just forget that the track? Can we just add that? To no, the don't. List? No, no, actually, no, you know what? No, no, no. Tractor or ion. Damn it! You're gonna you're gonna say that, and then you're gonna play it. That's what's gonna happen. Can, can someone know. just add tractors to a to the ban list just so we can forget they exist? <laughs> Look, even though you can't put yourself, you can't tractor ship onto an obstacle, right? You can still either force them to face the the obstacle and then now they have to either stress to rotate which is going to limit their dial or they're going to end up going through it and take a chance of taking an ion and they're going to get strained right so that that forces your opponent to make a bad decision either way right because they're either going to take the stress and especially if they haven't moved yet um that potentially takes away an action from them and um, and you know you can easily set up for a follow up shot later on because you're you're gonna have a better idea where they're gonna go. You know. I think so. the gas clouds are actually the more powerful out of all of them, and I say I that so I say that because of the fact that you yeah again I don't care as much about the tractoring piece of it that makes sense right yeah you tractor somebody behind it you fuck them. Um, I think the difference is is. You being and hitting that gas cloud or going over that gas cloud, right? That ion ruins any your next turn. If you're any object, you can't take objective points. Yep, it's only the focus. That's it. Um, and I will, I will say, and I said this earlier again when I played against John. Um, one of the things that scenario play forces you to look at is: is it worth taking the objective? versus losing your ability to take a uh take a mod so i i see lists i see a lot of uh coordinate lists uh and lists that allow you to take actions outside of the take action step um being huge because it allows you to spend your action to uh to capture the uh, the objective while still like at the start of engagement or something like that uh being able to take your mod uh, because spending your mod to not, uh, or, or just play five deltas that works too. Um, but you know, spending, spending your mod to, to, to take the, ob the objective leaves your ship open. So I, I see an increase in those abilities that allow us to, uh, to take secondary mods. Yeah. Um, I did. I, can you play five Delta seven B Jedi? Seriously? Uh, hold on, I'll find out. If there are four points, yes. I'm going right now. Give me two seconds. Mm, I don't. Mm, all Delta. Right. So Delta Seven Bs. Yeah. Uh, the cheapest is um, 
the cheapest unnamed is the Jedi Knight uh, with the Delta 7B upgrade, which gives them the, the extra shields. But the Delta 7 Aether Sprite, not the Delta 7B, uh, the cheapest is Jedi Knight coming in at four points. Okay. Uh, so yes, so you can fit five of them, and each of but, them have three points of upgrades available. But you used to be able to fit five with CLT anyway, so that, that's that's not new. Like no, I, I, I used to run fit... five CLT Jedi all the time. Yeah, these are seven. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. No, seven B doesn't fit five, but yeah, regular no, no, no. sevens do. Yeah, regular sevens do. Yeah. Okay. I feel a little bit better because you again. I get you know before you know is it before i think the difference is they're now named right so now you can run named ones versus non-named yeah there you go deslin just said it. it's named ones and which is pretty cool and i won't lie and say that i probably will test that at some point because i used to run um like i said i used to run seven generic clt jedi because it was fun what else did you put on a generic clt jedi anything or could you not fit that points wise no you couldn't fit almost anything yeah. i think you could fit well, that's so. Like here's the fun CLT. Looking or... at a looking at a four point Delta Seven, CLT is free. Instinctive aim is one point, and R two astromech is two points. So you can actually fit um, predictive shot, instinctive aim, or compassion, and still have the R four astromech on there on all five of the Jedi. Yeah, you could. If they were naked. You ran them all with just CLT. Yep, nope. Now you can run them all with an R4, a one point force, and having CLT on it and still come in at twenty points flat. Well, Chris has to go back and pull three more Jedi's out of his <laughs> case because I really I'm sorry, I really like whether it's good or not, I don't care. I did enjoy that list though. Just as, like I really did enjoy that list. That was a very and you want to know who hated that list? Matt. Matt, Matt yep. hated that list with a passion. Because my first turn, I would always take target locks and just hope you couldn't kill a Jedi. That was it. Like, bring them all in in like a V formation, take target locks, and then <clears throat> never use the target lock. You just saved it, no matter what. And then the, the Mighty Ducks taught us the value of the flying V formation. <laughs> I was I about agree. to say the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> just saying, yo, look, I will fly. Listen, listen. I need someone out there in in Star Wars land that can paint. And I need five Jedi's painted with the Mighty Ducks emblem, and we can do like jerseys on the bottom where you can do five members of the Mighty Ducks squad, and I will fly them in a flying V formation, and they will be the the uh, the the Duck Seven Bs, and I'll do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> All right, hey Charles, the Duck Seven, Ducks Charles, worth, the Ducks if you deltas. if you're gonna get a world's ticket, um, this year, then we will figure out how to get those commission painted. Bro, I will go to every tournament there is. I can't make, unfortunately, I can't make Adepticon. It's just too close. I looked at it the other night, and flights are just too expensive to get me there. Um, but I will go to the other world events, and I will fly the Ducksworth Deltas. You and JJ could drive. You guys could swap on and off. You guys could drive. You could leave. Hey, Wednesday JJ, night. do you want to be trapped in a car with me for 16 hours? The question is, do you want to be trapped in a car with me? Look, I'll just give you Dramamine. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Dramamine? <laughs> I'll bring a bottle of Jameson Orange. You'll be out by Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. That's how we get Charles to death again. Anyway, um, <laughs> so let's let's keep going because we 
we have we're not even scratching the surface here. So. Sorry, I keep. Um, I guess I, I guess we lost that bet, Chris, because you, yeah, you would tangent it first, and it's it been me the entire way. It was Pay out me. the twos. Pay out the twos. Thank you. All right. <laughs> oh, I am going to try that list though. Damn it. All right. So overlap. Um, once a ship, once the ship is no longer on top of any other ship, place it so that it is touching the last ship that backed over. Um, really, this is, I don't think that's really anything new. The difference is, um, if it is an allied ship, right, you suffer, you roll the dice to suffer the damage. Um, if it's an enemy ship, you can either take a stress to take a focus or calculate whatever's on your action bar and then skip any additional actions during that activation. That is huge, right? That's huge because if you, if, if, somebody tries to coordinate you right they no longer can coordinate you i guess you can't coordinate with stress anyway but there so, has to be an instance where that that comes into effect there so th this this also gives a little bit of clarification in the event that you try to go through multiple ships and you end up not making it forcing you back all the way back um so like the 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 best instance is like let's say you try to do a five straight over two ships that were bumped on, on each other right and they're just like a, just an odd angle that the end of the five straight doesn't clear those two ships right one of them could be friendly and the other one could be an enemy ship so with this wording here um uh it, the effect of the uh, what you're going to suffer for overlapping is dependent on what initially forced you to partially execute the maneuver so um, if, if it's an enemy ship at the end that's blocking your ship there, um, then you would put your ship back and you would end up touching a friendly at that point because the enemy ship was the one that stopped you from uh, executing that maneuver. Even though you're overlapping your friendly, you can still take that red focus um, from that overlap, even though you're touching your friendly at that point. Yeah. Now, it is different from the simultaneous bump, which they, they explain later on. So. Yep. And the simultaneous bump is essentially they give it to the allied ship. So, yeah. Now, not only is this going to be a ruling nightmare in a tournament, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is going to be a, a ruling nightmare to some extent. I'm excited because if I'm running a droid swarm, all I have to do is instead of dialing in the two, I dial in the three. <laughs> no, it doesn't clear, and I get my calculate, my red calculate. Oh, it's a three. Clear my stress. Oops, going to take another calculate for stress. No big deal. Oh, got negro calculates. Going to share them just saying yep i i i like like so my hesitancy with the bump rules has been is, is done it's over like i no longer have any hesitancy hesitancy with the bump rules at all um because originally i was very hesitant with swarms which is funny because what have we seen on stream and everybody's like throwing swarms. swarm lists out there and it's like aren't y'all worried you're gonna bump and if you watch again if you watch scott from hexile you wonder how many times that dude bumped his ships <laughs> Like I know in my game with JJ, he bumped his A wings at least twice during that yeah. during that game. Yeah, and yeah. the cocksucker took no fucking damage either. Yeah, he yeah, rolled no every time. He paid <laughs> off somebody. Same thing with Nickel City. I bumped like three times and I only suffered one damage. Yeah, that's because you're lucky. All right, <laughs> uh, planning phase is just road. We're gonna skip that. Um, I don't think there's anything important in there. Um, well, besides AMG mentioning us by name, I mean that's true, right? Facts. I like that our name's right in there. Yes, I like facts. that. Shout out AMG. Now, maybe we could get them on the stream. I guess we got to quit swearing, and then we can have them on the stream. <laughs> so, 
And that's my fault. I will admit openly uh, with the, uh, the alcohol flowing. That's what happens. Um, uh, then they talk about system phase for player order. Um, players can assign dials in any order. Players are allowed to change their selection on their dials until players have rolled to determine player order. I don't think that's really anything new um, that we didn't have before. Uh, they changed the range bonus for attacks range one. Attacker rolls one additional die during the roll attack dice step. Um, I don't remember that being anything different, but I guess this is a clarification. So be prior to the range zero attacks, um, if you had ships that had range zero abilities like okay. Rhymer or anything, people used to roll one additional at range zero. So gotcha. Um, road, we're gonna skip that. <laughs> tractor, same thing. You can't tractor somebody onto an obstacle. Unit, they they this is weird. They they now clarify ships and remotes as units. Um, I don't, I have not seen that affect anything yet, but I'm sure that's gonna come into play at some point, um, in the future. So it's weird. Now I have eight units that I'm going to shoot at you. My eight yeah. units are worth 20 points. I'm sorry. That's just yep. pedantic now. Um, victory counters. Again, some scenarios require victory counters, whatever. Winning the game. That's the different one. During the game, each player calculates and tracks mission points. The player with the most mission points at the end of the game wins. During scenario play, the game winner is determined based on the scenario-specific victory conditions. I Kind of boring, blah, 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 blah. Now we're into errata, so Now we're into some of the... This is some big changes. Where the hell is Nobby, too? Where, why is Nobby not here? You, all right, JJ, you have He's a task. Sleeping, man. To get him to be on the stream, he would. No, he's not. He's not sleeping. He's sleeping, man. He's always <laughs> on our stream. It's because you guys criticize A wings too many times. <laughs> I literally made a list named a list worthy of Nobby, and it was seven A wings, and I played it on stream twice. Right? <laughs> oh man! All right, you want to take Arvel? Yes. It doesn't have so... to be me just talking. So Arvel here uh, for for his rod, it says uh, it now reads, if you fail a boost action by overlapping another ship, you may resolve it as though you partially executed a maneuver instead. While you perform an attack at range zero, treat it as an attack value uh, attack at range one. Um, so a question for this particular ability, because I, I wait, even though I've been flying him for a little bit, I, I didn't just like click to me until like actually today when I was just rereading this ability. So if you execute it as partially executing a maneuver, does that mean that you can then if you end up like bumping an enemy ship, can you now take a red focus after you partially execute a maneuver? No. No, I, I, I would rule that as no, because it says if you would fail a boost action, you may resolve it as you were partially executing the maneuver instead. They so aren't still, saying it's still you can boost action. It's not counting as yeah. partially accurate. So you can't. It's not composure. It's not okay. fail yeah. and get a focus. It's okay. it's just they're telling you that it's you're treating it as like a like a bump, which will matter when we get the scum and one that has the two boost. Um, that this will this will count. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one is Brewcret. Charles, what did they change uh, on the Nantex? So the ship ability should read, uh, you cannot rotate your um, arc to your 
to your sides. Your ass. Thank you. To your side. To your sides. Um, after you fully execute a maneuver, you may gain one tractor token to perform a rotate action. Um, so they added fully. Thank God. I've only yes. been saying this since Nantex swarms. I love the Nantex ship as it was, but being able to intentionally bump and then still rotate to barrel roll back to take a range one shot with a focus action, uh, or well, you know, with it, it was an unmodded, but still an unmodded range one shot where you bumped into me and didn't get anything. It was ridiculously overpowered. So adding the word fully is fantastic. And I think it solves that that bumping issue because otherwise you're going to have the question of, well, they bump and they can still barrel roll. Is it technically a bump, right? You know, like it's a whole uh, dilemma that they were going to get involved with. So um, I agree with you. I think this is a good move. Um, not that I have a random text to begin with. Right. Then yeah, we have Oiken. Oinkin. Oinkin, yeah. So should read <laughs> while you perform an attack uh, at attack range zero, treat it as an attack range one. Um, basically, all this did was update the ability so that it worked with the new uh, range zero rules. Yep. Because I believe Oiken previously was just you could take a shot at range zero, but yep. your opponents could shoot at you at range zero. Uh, this does give him a little bit of an ability bump just because at range zero, he can now treat it as range one. Um, so he still gets the ability to mod dice during that range zero attack. I think this has all sorts of implications for the decimator, and I'm really excited to see uh, Big Betty get some more, more table time. Yeah, now that you can fit three ships. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, that does. I'm sad because I never got to run my two decimator list ever. Never. Rest in it's peace, fun. two decimators. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So we'll skip over Chertek and the rest of the Nantex because it's all the same thing. So the um, the next one that we got here is Commandant Goron, which they actually completely reworked his ability here. So he now reads, at the start of the engagement phase, choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 with a lower initiative than yours. The chosen ship gains one bait token and removes one non-stress red token. A huge, huge ability for Goran now. That makes him a huge support, especially if you're running him with uh, with Nash Windrider, um, who normally is like the primary target of the list uh, because he keeps everybody else that extra, you know, alive, and so that way they can shoot. Um, yeah, you fly him. He's going to be like stapled on with with him. I would definitely. I like it. I think it's good. I think that's a good rework. I agree. Chris, do you want to take the next one because yeah. it's your bread and butter anyway? Yeah, it's it's sad day. <laughs> DBS 404 <laughs> now reads, while you perform an attack at range one, roll one additional dice. After the attack hits, suffer one crit damage. So it's no longer range zero. It's range one. Rest in peace, 404. You will never be played unless they lower your ship cost. I guarantee it. Yeah, they have to. They have to lower his yeah. cost, honestly. And they didn't. So, I'll tell you oh, right now. I, I took him right out of my list. So I didn't even think about that with um, uh, with Goran. A non-stress red token. Does that count a target lock as well, or does a target lock not count as a red token? It does. Mm -hmm. Same thing with strain or deplete or ion. Ion is yep. another big one. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh then my we God. skip. That's yeah. 
That's a good point because you can hit a gas cloud and oh, that's really good. All right, I gotta go back and look at why I'm not running Gorn. <laughs> um, then we skip the rest of the errata because they're all really just adding the word fully to all the pilots of the Nantex. Um, buzz droids we already kind of talked about, their agility was reduced to one. Um, I, I kind of agree with you guys. While they were out, they were a pain, but I don't think I ever shot at them, so I didn't care whether they had three or they had one. Um, so we can skip through that and on to so, the upgrade okay, hold on. cards. I'm going to tangent for a second. I'm going to say it's bullshit. Like, hands down, it's bullshit that they did that. Especially because you can shoot at range zero now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and then you're going to tell me they're going to be worth four points? Just give me cluster missiles. I have zero reason to ever take them. And if that was your yeah. point, just put them on the banned list. Right? Yep. Just, I think just I that. think the only thing that it, that it does... Um, because at range zero on my ship, they're there. I think the only thing this does is it encourages the player that the ship is attached to shoot them. to yep. waste a round of shots to get rid of it. So rather than just dealing with them and taking the continued damage until you can get rid of them, I can give up a shot or I have to make that choice. Can I kill Vader or should I take the shot at the buzz droid and just get rid of it? Yep. And why I don't like it is because the reason buzz droids had life is because it made you make a decision with your other ships. So for example, it's a fire spray. You have a, other ships around it. You know how many times people shoot at the buzz droids to get it off that mm -hmm. fire spray? Unless you're one of my opponents that just drove Django around with a, <laughs> with, with a buzz droid on them. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, again, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I get it, but in the same breath, I don't. Like, I never shot at them anyway, so it doesn't matter if you increased it to five so, versus down to one. Like, it doesn't bother me one way or the, the other, so. I think he froze. The only reason I see this being, like, an issue, I, I understand that it, dang it. <laughs> you got me? Okay. Yeah, we got so, you. Um, so, the, the reason... The reason why I think why they actually ended up doing this is because you can technically just shoot a buzz droid on top of an objective and you're forcing your opponent to either deal with the buzz droid or, you know, deal with you and spend actions to either try to take out that, you know, boost or barrel roll off of the, the thing and stuff. So I think they thought that the power level of the buzz droid was too high with three agility that's the only like reasoning that i could think why they would have done that but yeah i, I don't think that it deserved to drop down to one honestly so, yeah you no. know how many times because you can't modify their dice anyway yeah you know how many times all it does is and if the guy's shooting at it right if somebody's shooting at it you know what happens they spend their focus or their force anyway so it doesn't they can't it, anymore well they can't at ring zero you're right um that's true yeah no i still think it's bullshit you got force. I mean, you can still mod force, but to be fair, and I think this might be a nod. The only time buzz droids have ever been used is on ships that had Jedi pilots. So <laughs> being, able, being able to mod with force might just be a nod to, to canon, I guess, maybe. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on. All right. Let's so we got Zeb. Zeb. Uh, so Zeb just reads, while you perform an attack at range zero, you may spend focus tokens for their uh, default effect. Uh, to modify results, and while defending at attack zero, you can uh, you can spend focus. 
Um, so Zeb was another one of those ships uh, that had range zero abilities in 1.0 that allowed it to do, th or in 2.0 that allowed it to do things that other ships couldn't do. Uh, and this is just an ability rework to to keep Zeb in the in the fight. Uh, even now, everybody can shoot at range zero. Zeb still has the ability to be a, a powerhouse at range zero, uh, which I am firmly uh, in in use of. I, I like it. So, see, I wish they would have just banned Zeb and moved on. Because, <laughs> because okay, the, while this is great, right? I mean, I get it, but you still don't get the range bonus for it, whereas you used to get a range bonus with Zeb. Zeb I mean, it's situational. Die. It, it's really situational um, with Zeb. I mean, if I if I'm playing a ghost like Choppers, particularly that wants to bump and give out jam tokens, I'm okay with it, right? Because um, I, assuming that I get a focus or like a calculate. Uh, actually, no, never mind. They, I wouldn't run this with Chopper because <laughs> this only gives you focus. Um, but let's yep, say Callus, right? Take a focus. Yeah, so yeah, assuming you get like somebody who can give out like something for like range zero, like bumping or whatever, this this definitely helps you um, to to like get that mod at range zero if you have no other shots, particularly with like a lower initiative ace. Um, you know, it helps you at least give you a better chance of trying to push in damage at range zero against another ship. Um, and hopefully if you had jammed or prevented that other ship from being able to take a red focus. Um, you know, you're not getting anything in return like back. Or you have a lower chance of taking additional damage from that focus result um, from the other ship. So, I mean, moderately okay. So, All right. Next one, C1... 10p uh which is chopper is it not yes, yes. so he reads uh this is the republic chopper uh astromech so he reads uh second section ability should read after you fully execute a maneuver you may spend a charge to perform a red uh evade action even while stressed and then his flip side reads after you fully execute a maneuver you may choose a ship at range zero to one and it gains a jam token uh both sides adding the portion um fully execute which is a, a big thing because one of the things that was used in the republic uh, particularly with like anakin who is initiative six is that you could just once you spend those charges to get that red evade, you could just start jamming everybody every single turn, even if you bumped. Um, so I, I am glad that they added that fully executed because so, it felt just like that. So. Can I ask why they left the range zero to one? Because you can't be at range zero <laughs> and um, bumping. So I, I don't know. It seems dumb to me. Well, that's that's not necessarily true. There are situations where you can execute a maneuver and end up just flush next to a ship. Um, where the base fully like lands there and you're just like touching the other base but you didn't necessarily bump because you're you're based okay. there it's a fringe case but yep. it can it does happen so so they didn't think of that they just forgot to errata the range zero or as deslin said you could just jam yourself i guess like <laughs> what that's true i don't i don't know what that would cause but great all right, Dooku, which I actually, I will tell you as a set player this I agree with. What they did is they changed um, the modified dice to only during an attack. So not only does it remove the during defense dice, which I'm 100% actually a fan of, um, but it also removes the obstacle rules. <laughs> and, it, and if you think about it, 
it removes the objective rules because there's an objective in one of the missions or one of the mission, whatever, whatever the hell they call them. There's one where you basically try to take another or another yeah. employees, another satellite <laughs> and um, like they have to roll. And if they roll a blank, they don't get it. Dooku yeah. would just decimate in that environment. It would be awful, especially yeah. because you gave me HMPs that have like, 20 loadout points and 14 loadout points. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna stick Dooku right there, you know, if that was yeah. the case. So, anyway, I, I, I think it's a good change. Personally, I think it's a good change. So, yeah, dedicated. Who wants dedicated? I'll take dedicated. Um, is that because so, you're dedicated to our show? Always. So, they changed the keyword restrictions to be Republic and clone. Uh, removed non-limited restriction, uh, and then added the clone restriction. Yeah, so I'm I'm confused what that yeah. does, but I think what they're I think so, what they're setting up here, and this is coming from a a player that has I've played um, uh, like Hero Clicks, right? So in Hero Clicks, you have various factions that you can. Uh, that you can do things with. So you have like uh, the super friends or you have the Avengers or these keywords that allow you to do things. Um, and I think what they're alluding to here is having it be a non-limited restriction, uh, meaning that only generic clone ships can use it. Uh, they might be alluding to bad batch expansions in the future or, or anyone that is classified as a clone, the same as the Mandalorian upgrades. Uh, will allow for upgrades to be used with future Mandalorian expansions yeah. uh, and things like that is what this is what I see here, at least me personally. Cool. Yeah, I, I think that's good. I like that. And if this is a not a Bad Batch stuff, count me in. Okay. Count me in. It, hey, is this how we get the Lambda shuttle back in um, 2.0 or 2.50 or whatever we're going to call I'm it? I'm in for that. That's, yeah, that's my know. theory. So now out of the current um, like unique clone pilots, anybody stand out in particular that would benefit from using dedicated? I don't know, because I don't run. Republic I don't know. I feel like you're asking a very Jedi's. pointed question, sir. So how about you answer no, that for I, us? I honestly couldn't think of it. Like my first thought was oddball because I thought that it might give him a stress, but I forget it's actually a strain token. So that there's no real interaction there. I couldn't really think of any other clone trooper um, that would benefit from getting a strain. I I can't either. Maybe, so. I, oh, no, wait. I don't think he takes a... Um, I don't think he can take a talent slot, but I'll have to double check that later. Yeah. All right. Then moving on to Ferocifier Paint. They added the ability for counterplay. So essentially... And, and okay... I don't like that they did this because when I did my Aces High game, and I'm dead serious, in my Aces High game that I played at the um, uh, Crossroads, I put this on Poe instead of anything else. Like, this was the one thing I specifically put on Poe. Every time somebody took a target lock, they got a stress. And it was like, oh, man, I already have a stress from doing, like, a boost focus or, a, like, a target lock, like, target lock barrel roll or whatever. It, like, it fucked everything up. Like, it was, like... Like that upgrade inside of um, standard standard play isn't really that good, but in Aces High it was awesome. Like it was the best upgrade I've ever had, ever in, in Aces High. Like seriously, like you want to target lock po? Here's the stress. Here's the stress. Here's the stress. Oh, I had one guy 
it was funny because um brendan in our group was running um a fire spray a generic fire spray because you could do that in asasi or you could before and he got me in bullseye because he was a medium patient <laughs> and he's like i don't want to take the stress and i was like all right that's fair that's fair you don't but essentially what it does is it now allows you to um instead of taking the stress you can just cancel the target lock so it seems like a waste of an action but yeah yeah you're yeah. right i i don't like it i think it's i think this should be a punishing effect but i understand why they changed it so that people yeah. have to remember it fine whatever moving on the next ones we can pour out uh, a little bit of scotch for these uh grappling <laughs> struts and landing struts uh, essentially, they added, you're not allowed to barrel roll while on an asteroid or debris cloud. Boo. It's not really the end of the world, but it does make my droids a little bit less um, amazing. Especially because, I'll be honest, like I'm not, I'm not that good of a player, but I did specifically would set ships up on the sides of asteroids and debris clouds so I could do this action just to piss people off. Like, And it would always... I did it more to tilt the people I was playing against because if you don't know that and, and then you're like, you got to be kidding me. And, oh, you don't have to move next turn. Oh, you're not going to take any damage. Oh, and people get pissed. So, like, I did it as a tilting mechanism more than a benefit for anything else. But I guess <clears throat> that's why they removed it. I can no longer barrel roll and stay on an asteroid. So next then, are we are we skipping through landing struts so that we don't have yeah. to add to Chris's depression? Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. I'm sad. So, nope, you're good. So then we have Leia, which this is a change that I am firmly, yeah, uh, same here, firmly in in support of. Uh, the ship sh or the card should read that after a friendly ship reveals a non-zero stop maneuver, you may spend a charge if you do the chosen ship reduces the difficulty of that maneuver. Uh, so no more uh, U wing zero stop ninety degree rotation no. bomb drops. Wrong Leia. Uh, Wrong Leia. Oh, I'm this sorry. Is, this is resistance, resistance Leia. Leia. Resistance so Leia. Oh, good. This only affects really the space couches, the, um, the <laughs> resistance transports. Yeah. And particularly Covenel. Uh, Covenel yeah. could reveal the zero stop maneuver, make it white, and then still roll an additional die with it every single turn. Yeah. Uh, back to back without stop. So this nerfs that particular combo in particular, even though honestly Covenel wasn't really seeing as much. I was gonna say I don't remember play, seeing that but... combo, so it obviously wasn't meta breaking that bad. I mean, you it made it to it one of the turn. top sixteens. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't do it every turn, dude. Leia wasn't one charge. Yeah, she did. She's one force. No. Was it? Resistance Leia. Yeah, resistance Leia. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, this yeah, is okay. not Rebel Leia with the three yeah, charges yeah. that you spend every third turn. Yeah. This was old Lady Leia, you know, when she was powerful enough to ignore the vacuum of space and just float <laughs> through with her finger yeah. out. And and just like Deslin mentioned in the chat, being able to stop on an objective is not good. And yeah, I totally agree. Like, imagine Coven now just stopping on an objective the entire game and just holding it. Like, yeah. It would make you um, take Coven off the board real quick. Just saying. Yeah, fair. 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 If uh, I saw so... Covenella, oh, there you go. Is this <laughs> Luke Gunner? Yeah, this is yes. Luke Gunner. <laughs> the one that was supposed to be banned, and it is not banned. <laughs> At the start of engagement, you may spend one force to gain a deplete token to rotate your arc indicator. Yes. Yep. 
Uh, and it says they just added an additional cost. So I assume that additional cost is the deplete token. Yep. Yes. It's still 16 points. A oh, loadout points, by the way. Yeah. Who can even run that? What? Just Han? Right? <laughs> yeah, I think Han. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. Nobody else. I don't know. Yeah. Han and Leia. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Totally not worth it. Totally um, not worth it. I don't know. Uh, the next ruling is the most major ruling in all of X-Wing, that players may remove the miniature from its <laughs> peg and yes. the conflict is resolved. I am uh, so glad that they changed this. This had the entire game ruined for me, although I will say that it did create one of the best minis I've ever seen. Uh, there was a guy at LVO that had um, Delta 7 Obi-Wan on like eight pegs that had been bent to create like a stair step. And then he had a Lego <laughs> minifig of Obi-Wan on the peg so that Obi-Wan always had the high ground. It's fantastic. Love it. Love it. So at our local Corey, um, he, he run most of the time he runs resistance, but he always does that. He always has one ship at five or six bags every time. Like no questions. That. And when he runs Kylo, same thing. Kylo sits up here. You never get higher than Kylo ever. Uh, the huge ship ruling is not a big deal. Um, they've not been updated in the core rules. Uh, so I guess that'll be updated later. Uh, squad building. Um, I mean, realistically, some ships have keywords. There's loadout value, squad points. This is the most major change, um, you know, outside of that. Um, just a lot of blue text for the new squad building stuff that they have, but we already know about most of that. Yep. And essentially they, they have links in here. So if you haven't seen the squad building points yet or the loadout values, they have specific ones in there. We will not get to building lists this week. That will be next week. There's no way I'm going to stay awake long enough. Well, I probably could cause I'm pretty excited, but for the most part, there's no way I'm, I, I gotta get up early tomorrow. So I don't want to have a five hour cast tonight. Um, so we are, the, I'm going to, we're going to skip through all these things, um, and move on again. Upgrades are kind of the same thing. It goes into upgrades, loadout points. All of that is what we've covered. So if we, it, it just, as a recap, you get 20 points to build your squad with, and every ship has a unique set of loadout points and different types. Now, what I will say before we move into something else real quick is the fact that they gave ships that didn't, that used to have unified types of munitions or upgrades, different styles. And, and I'll give an example. For example, the HMPs by Geonosian prototype is different, right? Than any of the other HMPs were normally. But the key is, is they have a few of them. So for example, DBS 265, now has dual proton torpedoes instead of missiles. They switched it up. Um, the droids, the precision hunter vultures, now get cannon slots. <clears throat> Chris has a droid swarm with um, ion cannons, by the way. Just, just oh, so God, you all know. Nasty. Like, that's just, nasty. That's the next way. I built it because I couldn't believe I got the ion cannons on it. <laughs> Stupid little <laughs> droid. <laughs> like, who? Like, like I just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I got cannons on a droid. You know, whatever. But um Can you imagine how ridiculous they look because the cannons like practically three quarters like, the size of the ship. <laughs> and it's like welded on the top, right? Like <laughs> Oh, we didn't go through the ban list. Um let's go through the ban list. There you go. Yeah. Advanced it. sensors. No surprise. 
Boba Fett crew. Hey, wasn't Charles trying to show us a list where he with a gauntlet where he had Boba Fett crew? He did. Yeah, that little fucker. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Charles. So, so um, this was actually a surprise, right? Uh, both this and um, Tobias Beckett was the, the other one on this list. That was a surprise um, because this wasn't something that they had mentioned um, like in their previous streams for reasons why they wanted to ban certain cards. And obviously, they probably couldn't like go through an extensive list for it. But the reason why this particular um, this particular crew, um, along with Tobias Beckett, is banned is because in standard play, um, when you're placing all your objectives and your asteroids, having the ability to to just move around the board state to make it to an advantage to make sure that you start off uh, being able to capture uh, an objective early, like with Boba Fett and Salvage Run, for instance, that would be particularly strong. You just place yourself on the one that's closest to your opponent and take that away and run away. Or uh, with Tobias Beckett rearranging asteroids to prevent uh, lanes for your opponents to come in and take objectives, um, that's particularly strong and standard. So I, I can see why they banned that particular um, that particular upgrade. Yeah. Then we had Cassie and Andor. I didn't think that. I don't think that's any surprise. Yeah. I, I, we. I think we knew that was coming. Um, Delta Seven B is a surprise, but the only reason they banned it is because they essentially created a new card where you can have Delta Seven pilots and Delta Seven B pilots. That's all they did. Um, that way they could. Uh, he and he talks about it on the Fly Better cast why they did that. It, yeah. it, and it makes total sense why they did it. It's weird, but I get it. Um, and all I can say is if AMG was smart, they would all send us those cards for free and not make me print the damn things. But I think, honestly, with all the changes and all the rata that they have, this warrants a full card pack, honestly. Um, because free. if you're a new player, to actually, you know what? They did say that they're going to reprint new uh, new core sets, right? With the updated rules, they could easily put all those cards there if they wanted to <clears> for <throat> the new the new players coming into the game. Yeah. So, uh, Han Solo uh, got banned in Resistance. Sad day for him. Again. So, a side tension on this. So, I I understand why they banned his ability because again, that falls the same along the same line as the Boba um, Scum Crew. But they took the extra effort to reword Commander Goran, right? Because his old ability basically was range zero bumping, right, with friendlies. <laughs> and same thing with Hera and the VCX. Why wouldn't they redo their abilities to make sure that they they worked well, right? Well, he stated that. He, they, they stated they didn't have time to go through all those. They did, because especially because the Hera one kind of came up in that interview, and they did talk a little bit about um, being able to rework things later. Okay. What what would you put as Han's ability then for for resistance? Like, just keeping in mind the Han of the um, of the new trilogy. Would you make him force sensitive? Would I make Han force sensitive? No, no way. Hey, he appears in Episode Nine before Kylo to redeem him. All so. right, that's all right. That's fair. Maybe maybe you could take a like some sort of token to get a force like ability. I don't know. No, no, or I don't you, know. You force you force Kylo Ren specifically to change malice upgrade to compassion. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no. 
Um, I, I, I don't know if it were me and I was putting uh, uh, Han in there, I, I it would be something more along the lines of what Chewie has, right, with the ability to give health or something like that. He, he's able to give a sh take actions after a ship dies. Um, I would use Han more like a Nash, where Han's get, when Han gives up his life, he allows another um, ship to take other actions or something like that. I don't know. I think they could do something more offensive, mainly because I want the subtitle to be, wow, I really like this gun. So, yeah. When he takes it from Chewie, the bowcaster. There you go. That'd be fun. Um, uh, internal dampeners. We, uh, so if they didn't ban that, we knew that would be um, way too powerful. So we knew that one oh, yeah. coming into that. Uh, what's the name? Oh, interloper turn. I don't understand why that got banned. I didn't, I was, I'm confused why that's. Yeah, I wasn't sure why that was banned either. I mean, it, it was a card that didn't see very much. And in terms of the ships that can use it, it's only the defender, right? Uh, and essentially what this does is that if you did a hard turn, you can take a tractor token and um, like, you can just take that tractor token after you do the hard, like one maneuver. So like, yes, it, it essentially does give you like a rotate basically a full stop rotate but at the expense of a tractor token i mean sure if you're trying to like take an objective and like keep it there like in that area sure but you're also making your defender now on uh, uh two agility which is sad all right that no 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 because what it says is if you do the barrel roll then you either gain a stress token it's either a stress or a strain or an ion token it's it's not there's no tractor token with it but it's giving that extra barrel roll action I, I don't know i think it's i don't understand that one I, i'll be honest oh you know what maybe that's not it maybe you're right maybe that's ion limited maneuver yeah so the the card says before you execute a speed one to two turn uh meaning the hard turn uh or speed one to two uh one to two kiogren turn or k turn if you are range zero to one of an asteroid structure or huge ship you may gain one tractor token so yeah so you do that hard turn then to take that that tractor token um which on the defender the hard two is white so you can do the hard to take the tractor to either boost yourself forward and then take a regular action um or you know do the tractor barrel roll and then boost um like in so you can kind of do like that hard turn that way at the cost of that tractor token um again it's like I, I yeah. really don't see why that needed to be banned. Um, but I mean, guess in playtesting, it must have done really well. Which which card are we looking at? Interloper turn. turn. It's a tide defender only upgrade for the yeah. uh, the Empire. Well, that's why it needed to be banned. Mm, okay. Uh, <laughs> intimidation. No, no, yeah. no question there. Cadel uh, Connex. I I was I didn't know that one. I don't know what that card does. I never ran. It. Must be a uh, dial peaky card. I have to look it up myself because I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I'll tell you in just a moment here. So, just real quick, because I missed like the first 20 minutes of this because I had to use the restroom. Sorry. Um, I noticed kind of a theme with a lot of the cards that, that ended up getting banned. And I say a lot, not all, um, but a lot of them, up to and including interloper turn allow you to reposition or alter the maneuver that you dialed in for your ship. Uh, before taking the maneuver so like if you look at boba fett you move your ship afterwards cassian allowed you to change your dial if you guessed right 
Um, you know what I mean? You look at uh, interloper turn allows you to reposition. The slave one title allows you to change your dial after it's been set or move your ship. Like there's a lot of these, especially advanced sensors and stuff like that. They all share a similar, uh, a similar tie of being able to either move your ship or reposition your ship um, or change your dial before actually taking that maneuver. So that's what that Cadel Connex does. It allows you to, it, it's a slave one crew. That's all it is. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 And then the phallic, no, no big deal there. We knew that was going to be banned. Precognitive reflexes, same thing. R2A6, rest in peace. Um, I love that droid. Um, again, not one that didn't get a lot of play, uh, but there you go. Sarisu 10, right? They, no, uh, Sassy. Sassy. I got, all right. That's, <laughs> kind, that's kind of a sad band there, too. Um, very... That was a very rare pilot to to field, but it was kind of fun to field. That's kind of sad. I don't get to field that pilot anymore. Um, season <laughs> navigator, um, is that like just that's? Oh, we're gonna like that's just a, a middle finger to Django there. Um, <laughs> again, probably needed, but yeah, middle finger to Django. Since we knew slave one, yeah, I knew that was coming. Static discharge veins. What does that do that they had to ban that? So um no the one last, ran that. Uh, the last errata that this uh, that then said is that whenever you regain an ion or a uh, I believe it's just ion, you can take a damage and a stress to pass on that token to another ship at range zero to one um from that particular ship. So you can essentially go over a gas cloud, get the ion, and so it was ion it or jam. Else. Oh, yeah, Ion or Jam. Yeah, you're right. Um, it, the only time that I ever used this successfully was in a dumb, dumb, dumb triple jump master list. And I would just use it to allow me to pass Ions or Jam tokens down the line until I got to a ship that was close enough to one of my enemy ships that I could pass it off. There. All right, uh, what's the supernatural reflexes? Uh, stealth device we ever covered. Snoke, same thing. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> Tal Merrick, pour one out for the the uh, Separatist <laughs> crew that never got to be um, released. <laughs> yeah, Tobias Beckett, we know. Ved Foslo. Ved Foslo <laughs> got banned. Um, again, I don't think that pilot was, was that pilot ever really played? Yeah, I've seen I've it. I've never a few seen times. it. Oh, I've don't it lie. Times. No, it's actually on GSP streams. It's been on there a few times. Yeah, it's not extremely popular, but it it does definitely have its its um its use because uh you one of the cheekiest ways to use it is you could dial in a hard two and then change it to a hard one on an X one, which is ridiculous. Um, so I mean, it, it definitely had its uses um for for that. It was an initiative four pilot, um and and could actually do pretty well um i still don't know why it would have been then i guess that falls under the whole changing your maneuver after you revealed your dial but yeah Ugh. and then the last one was v marathi which we knew was coming and again that's sad because i actually used to run v marathi uh in resistance quite a bit so yeah sad day 
All right. So, gentlemen, where do we want to jump to? Let's do the Cherokee Open. I want to break down those lists. All I right. mean, it's the first. They Did they play under the new rules? Yes. yes. With, with yes, the scenarios and everything? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, then, yeah. I'm super, uh, super interested to see how that went. Okay. So there was something wrong with TTT. So if you look at TTT, uh, the TO or whatever, they... Um, all right, and Charles, you shouldn't be that excited, just so you know, because Scum didn't do shit. Um, That's okay, I don't give a shit. I'm still excited to see what happened after the changes. Um, so here's the deal. So there's a couple of things. The first one is, when we've been playing, we've never uh, gone to time. Their, all their rounds seem to go to time. And on stream, they actually asked the question of some other uh, people that were playing. On average, how many rounds did they go? Six to eight. And normally you can blame a separatist player for that, but in this meta, <laughs> there is not a separatist player you can blame for this one. So Yeah, um, there's a lot to check. There all the the setup for objectives and everything, and it, it's just a lot that you have to do turn zero. And then if you're playing the the rounds where you have to check to see if somebody has an objective held or anything like that, or rolling for those objectives, that's added time that's added on to each round for those particular objectives, especially if it's one where it's like a contested thing. And now you have to mark every ship to see if it's range one from that control. It adds time every single round to it. So you're running less turns per game, but those, those turns are longer now because you have to do those extra checks. So, yeah. Um, so, our finalist was Thomas Anonymous. <laughs> I don't know if Thomas is his real name or not, but it's hilarious. I like that. Kudos to that dude for that. He's running a Revelist uh, with Hera and the B-Wing. I don't know. Do we have to read all of this? With Debris Gambit, Trajectory <laughs> Simulator, Jamming Beam, Ion Torpedoes, Thermals, so you can throw the Thermals, Shield Upgrade, and S-Foils. Then we have... Netrum Pollard, which is actually my favorite B-Wing to run, with Selfless, Trajectory Simulator, Jamming Beam, Seismics, and S-Foils. Then, I've never seen this Y-Wing, and I have no idea what Evan Verlaine does, uh, so hopefully somebody I, knows. I can tell you. I know that, because okay. I, I run it. Yep. Selfless, with an Ion Turret, Ion Missiles, Chopper, and Proton Bombs. AP-5 in the Sheathapede with K2SO, great combination, R4 Astromech, Zeb in the Sheathapede with Hopeful, Sabrine Wren, and Hull Upgrade. So, what does Evan or Evan do? So, Evan Berlin allows you to spend a focused, uh, a focused token at the start of the engagement phase and choose it friendly to have it roll one additional green die on defense. <laughs> oh my god. So, no. now those, those B wings are rolling two dice. Oh. So. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Um, oh, that's Dread Champ for, from Hexile. I did not know that. Okay. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, so, that makes a little um, bit more sense then. Really interesting combo here for Hera in particular, Debris Gambit, because with the S foils closed, you can do the barrel roll into red evade. And now Debris Gambit makes that a white evade. Yep. Um, so Hera is not stressed and she can keep on moving and giving that that token out to whoever needs it. So that's particularly really good. Yeah, especially in half of the scenarios that is beneficial, which we didn't yeah. go over the scenarios in detail. But um, 
So he won by two points, I think. One or two points. That's what he won by. Just as an yeah. FYI, it was not by much. Yeah, close game. All right. You want to read the second place list? Yep, the second place here is a Galactic Republic list here. Oh, um, starting that's a with thing of beauty. Yep, two <laughs> Naboo Handmaiden and one Starfighters with R2 Astromech and Ion Torpedoes. Danae Elberger uh, with Elusive and R2C4 with Ion Torpedoes. Click in the B-Wing with Dedicated R3 and the Besh with the Blazer Bomb. And then Tarkin with Elusive Ion Missiles R3 and Besh with Seismic Charges. Contrail, um, who's an initiative five of B Wing that only costs two points, by the way, an I five that's two points. And then it's a V Wing, um, nobody runs them anyway. Still, it's an I five. All right, uh, Barris with instinctive aim and concussion missiles and CLT on it here, uh, to round off the list. Now, this is a this is actually one of the lists that I uh was tooling around with a while with uh with the Galactic Republic. Um, because this is a seven ship list, um, all of them named, and they all have very, very good uses, uh, particularly the handmaidens on uh, having their ability to provide those extra evades to a priority uh, a priority ship, one of your friendly ships, to make sure that they stay alive for the majority of the round. Um, it's a really solid control list, too, because you have three ion torpedoes, which can really help stop your opponent from um, from collecting those objectives. Um, or claiming the objectives, depending on the scenario. And it gives you a lot of control to also set up the blazer bomb and seismic charges on those ion ships. So it's really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Charles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, you, know, the best, nah, you know, the best part of that whole thing? I have enough ships to run this list. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought when I was when I was running <laughs> this. And like, Charles can run this. I have and I have all the V-Wings. Yep. Um, so, okay, I'm going to stop for a second. Hey, Charles, Yo. isn't it awesome that we can now run V-Wings and get more loadout points and they're the same cost as generics, but we actually get abilities with them? That's yes. amazing. Like, I'm so excited to run Tarkin. Yeah. You have no idea. Sadly, I only have one V-Wing, so. Hey, yeah. I got uh, two extras, <laughs> JJ, I'll sell you. come out, I'll, you could borrow mine, brother. Yeah, I have, if running, you want to run this, if you want to run this, I have plenty of V-Wings. I own six of them, and I just got rid of my seventh one because I don't I don't think I give it seven in a list anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking I'm running strictly A-Wings for this for Adepticon. I, I still have to fine-tune them, but yeah. Boo. No, fine fine-tuned is on a Delta. That's not on A-Wings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next list is Trevor Richards. And he didn't properly put his list in TTT, so I had to go look it up. He's running Hera in the B-Wing with Trajectory Simulator, no surprise, Seismics, Proton, Torpedoes, a Shield Upgrade, and S-Foils, and nobody cares about Jamming B. Then he has Wedge, and this is the most scary Wedge I've ever seen, uh, with Elusive, <laughs> Proton, Torpedoes, and a You're Shield Upgrade. Like I'm, like, like, I'm like, holy shit. Um... Then he has AP5 with K2SO, R4, Arvel with a shield upgrade and vector cannons, and then Lieutenant Blount, which is amazing because Lieutenant Blount is two points and offsets you having two I6s at six points each. Mm -hmm. Very solid list. Um, super, super defensive wedge there, man. Like, that is the, the, the most... 
defensive watch I've ever seen. Now I'm actually surprised that I, you know, with, with the B wings in particular, um, with Hera who has the ability to take a gunner with the title, um, that she's not running weapon system officer because you can file fire torp, spend your luck, regain it, and now pass it off to somebody else. So that way they can get a lock and four rerolls on their attack. I think the efficiency there with Hera is just super high in the B wing, honestly. Yeah. I, and yep. Yeah. So next one is Kyle Who wants Kyle's list. That's uh, Braylon in a B wing with ion cannon, auto blasters, the S foils, afterburners, and marksmanship. Uh, the ghost. Uh, which is great with Saw Gerrera, which is one you don't see a whole lot, or at least you didn't until now. Uh, but Saw Gerrera, while performing, you may suffer a hit damage to change all of your focus results to crit results. Yep, That is great on a ghost because the ghost doesn't care about one damage. Yep. Um, and then Leia Organa, uh, 10 num with the S foils, hull upgrade, FCS, elusive, and proton torpedoes. And then again, uh, Lieutenant Blount rearing <laughs> his head in that 2.Z95 <laughs> just to round out. I think we're going to see a lot of these two and one point ships. Oh, yeah. Um, Without a doubt. Just because no one wants to give up those points and it's easier to just stick a, a naked extra body in there uh, than it is to do anything else. And yeah, where's Greg? Greg was Lieutenant Blount meta before it was a meta. There you go. <laughs> Hands off. Hats off to you, Greg. Yeah. So the uh, the next list that we got here is Connor Prince, uh, Rebel Alliance as well, uh, running Braylon yeah. with the foils, hull upgrade, auto blasters, jamming beam, proton bombs, and trajectory simulator. Tendum also with uh, the foils, auto blaster, jamming beams, hull upgrade, proton, trajectory simulator, and marksmanship. Uh, Dutch Vander with concussion missiles and ion turret and hopeful Jake with prockets and Lieutenant Blount with the filler at uh, two points there. <laughs> Three inches is a top. Can we can can we get Blount. a can we get a uh, like a list breakdown of how much these little two point named lists or these named ships will get played now that they can just fill every slots? list. Every I list. would tell you they're on every single one of my lists right now. They're in every single one. So, hey, Greg, or somebody out there that knows how to create cards, when are we going to get a Lieutenant uh, Blount uh, alt art? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, want a, I want an alt art. Um, yeah. All right. Next one, Connor or uh, Charles. Pink Panther. We'll just call him Pink Panther. There you go. I'll, I'll take this one again. This is in of of the top. This is our what top six right top now? Eight. Yeah. Uh, top right, eight. right. I'm just saying we've gone six lists. Yep. The last four of those six lists have all featured the most overpowered Z95 hand hunter in the game, uh, Lieutenant Blount, AP5 in the Sheathapede with Jen Urso R4 and the Phantom Title. JJ, what's the Phantom Title do? I let you dock with a ghost. Oh, why run that other than just cause for the lulls? That's it. Yep. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, I'm like I didn't see the ghost here. Um, then you got uh, Derek Clivian in the A wing with the vectored cannons. Another two pointer, Ar by the way. Yep, Arvel uh, in the A wing with vectored cannons and afterburners. Shara Bay in the A wing with marksmanship thread tracers and vectored cannons. Ezra Bridger in the Rebel TIE Fighter, which is fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, Brilliant Evasion, Harrison Dula, and the Precision Ion Engines. 
and then Iptisam uh, with Perceptive Copilot. All right. So right here, Iptisam is amazing, by the way. Um, yeah. Especially for four points. If you need a heavy medium base filler for four points, that is the ship to take. Don't take Nora. I know Nora gives you the extra evade. I'm telling you right now, Ipsisan in this meta is amazing. Can I can I just say, uh, raise your hand if you forgot that Arcs were also a rebel ship? Because I will. <laughs> I didn't like. I'm looking at this going. That's a re that's a Republic. Oh, that's right. Those are rebel. I totally forgot. Totally forgot. You could run an Arc in in rebel. Yeah, uh, territory. It, it was so. just too expensive to justify putting in your list but at four points now it's it, it's gonna be huge archetype yeah oh good pun chris it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna, gonna be an archetype i know it's gonna be an archetype. all right next one sean bowman jj so this one here's another galactic republic list here uh we see the return of the nebu handmaidens uh running passive sensors this time with ion torpedoes uh, then we have a Delta 7 Ahsoka with Chopper and CLT. Barris uh, with Instinctive Aim, Concussion Missiles, and CLT. Uh, Contrail, again, the filler ship for the Republic with two points. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Delta 7 with Instinctive Aim, Prockets, and Calibrated Laser. And you know why? Because you could take a target lock and then use your force to shoot your Prockets. Yep. That's mm -hmm. pretty awesome. And a target lock so much better than a focus with with um, prockets. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's really strong. And on top of that, you know, it's uh, even though it is the weaker um, Delta Seven that has uh, only just one shield, uh, you run the Naboo Handmaidens with uh, alongside Obi Wan. Obi Wan's going to have every single evade that he needs to survive. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. The last one is Tommy Adams with another freaking Rebel Alliance ship uh, or list. Uh, we have Wedge with Marksmanship, Proton Torpedoes, R3, which is just way the too amazing. Lock. Yeah. Hull yeah. Upgrade and S-Foils. Ahsoka Tana in the A-Wing with Insicta Vein. Extreme Maneuvers, because now you got the ability to pay for all those points. And oh, by the way, we're going to give you Predator on top of that. And yeah. you can run Concussion Missiles and Shield Upgrade. Uh, then you have Nora Wexley, which is, I swear to God, John's favorite ship in Rebels um, with Extreme Handling. Ursa Ren, which is a new card. Hondo, Hondo, and Veteran Tail Gunner. And then our favorite, which somebody better create an alt art card for ASAP Lieutenant Blount. Oh, yeah. Now, that's only top 16, right? No, that's top 8. I didn't even go into top 16 because there wasn't that many lists. Um, we could go farther. We could dig farther into here. I, I didn't really... I don't know. Because my problem is we didn't go through the scenarios in detail. I don't know how all these ships work with all the different scenarios. There's so much... Um, to it with it i i'm a little more on the side that if we spent any more time going through lists like really it doesn't matter to some extent right you know like really we should probably dissect scenarios and all these other play things before we get into more lists um i will say it's exciting to see it um, I watched a lot of the um the dad's stream this weekend um not all of it live 
Uh, some of it I had to go back and watch tonight uh, because of my busy schedule, but it was fun to see some of these scenarios in play. They had a different experience than we had, though. And maybe that's because we're running TTT, TTS, but their experience was the it, it ran less time. Um, one of the neat things I will say is there was an Aces list. It didn't make it out of top 16, but there was an Aces list that did make it into top 16. Um, and I will say that because everybody's probably easily familiar with Rebels, that's why they swerved to that. Um, I don't think, and I guess I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think Rebels is going to be that much more successful than other lists. I think they have a lot more tools. But I think people are sleeping on scum, personally. I, I and I'll explain why until the till the ruling is made. There is not another faction. There is not another faction that has this many small base ships with this amount of health. I will say this as a 1.0 player. When you remove half points from any scoring opportunity, rebels float to the top every single yeah. time. Every time. Rebels are in top just because they have B wings at 10 health. They have so many ships at, at, at high health. And if you're not scoring points for those half points, you're putting a lot of effort into murdering a small base ship for no reason. Um, that's why rebels are so good when half points are not a thing. Yeah. And it's not only the chassis itself. It's that, you know, currently with the points, the way that they are um, where they're favoring you taking the name pilots over the generics, the small base uh rebel ships those those abilities are really strong you take a look at the b wings in particular braylon and ten num that can spend their stress or use their stress for modifications um throughout either offense or defense and you combine that with any other ability that either gives them more um either more uh whole or or more health or even a potential like additional dice with a bond verlaine um they're they're going to last a long time on the field especially if your opponent's list is spread out um trying to take objectives and um can't concentrate fire on a particular ship to try to take it out in one shot um it's it's far more beneficial in this particular meta when you're spreading out your objectives or, or spreading out to get objectives than concentrating on trying to take out your opponent that being said that doesn't mean that that particular method doesn't work because we've seen it on or at least myself i've seen it on stream where um where swarms can be beaten um by by lesser like less lower count ships uh lists because they're able to successfully eliminate the swarm um, one at a time um, without them being concentrated, fired upon because the swarm breaks out to try to take objectives. So um, it, it's a little, it's, it's definitely a lot better for the rebels because they do have that, um, that health with the abilities that make them a lot more tanky. So one of the things I will say where I feel disappointed is a swarm was a style of list you ran that had pros and cons. If you can run seven fucking a wings together that are all three agility, you know, you, you, you are not a swarm in the true sense, right? In, in that art style, you know, like M three A's were very unique in the fact that they got their three agility and they made up for it with a very poor dial period. 
there was a disadvantage to taking an M3A swarm, period. There was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's a disadvantage to taking a droid swarm. While I'm... Don't roll your eyes at me. While I... There is. They're two agility ships, and yes, they could token share, but there is a disadvantage to them. Fire sprays used to eliminate droid swarms hands down. Um... But the the problem I'm I, the, and this is where it, maybe I'm getting you know maybe I'm just getting my my undies in a ringer a little bit more. I like that other factions can run swarms, but I don't like the fact that they didn't create a ship archetype for that. And it it's to me, Charles brought this up when him and I were talking the other day, and I kind of blew it blew him off. I think. <laughs> um, a little bit more than I should have because all of a sudden now I'm seeing these swarms that you're like, why would I ever take a droid swarm ever? Like, tell me, give me a good reason why I'm going to take a CIS swarm if I can run eight fucking rebel ships together. You with know? shields and a better dial. Like, I mean, come on. I disagree with you on the better dial only because I think droid swarms actually, I think the droid, I think droids have a pretty good dial. I, I and maybe it's because I like the hard turns more than anybody else does. I don't like soft turns, but that's because I play droids, you know. Um I don't I, I don't know. I, I I'll be honest, I'm struggling with that piece of it. And I don't want to talk negative. I don't want to say there's like I'm excited for scenarios. I really am. I the points threw me through such a loop that I'm having a harder time wrapping my head around the fact that we got rid of an arc list type and just gave it to every faction and then like it feels unbalanced um in some of the other factions again no offense you should not be able to run ever in your life run seven a-wings it just that should not be a thing like a-wings are better than m3a's at that point cost and m3a's should not be four points like why can i run seven a-wings but not seven m3a's like seriously it, it's it's befuddling to me. I don't know. Any other thoughts, Charles? I think you covered my complaint, my friend. Yeah, that's I, again. I I'm sorry. I don't want to harp on this. I no, really don't want to be that guy. But no one's okay. mad at you, brother. No one is mad at you. Like this is the truth. I mean, to be fair, and and to play devil's advocate here, <laughs> this is this is the first time that we are able to see. You know what I mean? This style, because this is a brand new way of, yep. of looking at the game. So there's going to be balancing issues. There's going to be things that need to be fixed. You know what I mean? It's it's going to happen. Um, you know what I mean? Again, I look at the green squadron at an I-3 and a Phoenix squadron at I-1, and I don't know why in God's name I would not want to take a green squadron over a Phoenix squadron every single time. Every time. Why is the I-1 the same as the I-3, but the I-3 gets one more upgrade point? What benefit are you giving me to taking an I-1 pilot? Some of the points for this, I don't have the ability to make it make logical sense. And, and I agree. When you look at ships that should be swarmed, right? I don't think that any and and Nobby, you can come at my head. Like I'm okay for it. When you when you watch this back, I'm okay for it. I don't think 
that a three ship list or I'm sorry, a three agility ship should be able to be swarmed, right? That was the one benefit that a, or the one chink in the armor of say a droid swarm was they only had two agility. So if you could get in and knife fight, you could still do damage. Three agility in a seven to eight ship list is just oppressive. Uh, period and end of story. Yeah, I, I agree. As a person who's who's been running that seven A wing list, um, just to to see it, because one of the things I wanted to do right is see. Um, I'm, I'm a, as a competitive player, I wanted to try out. Um, minimum maximum list, you know, trying to see what, uh, how far can I push a particular, um, archetype for, with the new points. Um, and one of the first things that gravitated to was the A-wing list. And as a person who has run that list a few times now across all different scenarios, it is very, very hard to find any other list, um, that can offer the flexibility across all four of the scenarios, um, currently for standard that can react to a very big portion of the other list that can be generated with these current points. Um, that it's not to say that they're indestructible, but no, by not any means, you know, you still have to be able to pilot them and still get them into positions to, to take objectives, but it is extremely difficult to, to counter that three agility consistently because you can, I, and I've had games where people um, they, they put in a lot of fire to try to take down a single a wing. And if I just roll really good dice, even if I have no mods, you're wasting two, three shots on a single a wing and only getting maybe three points in return. While I have maybe killed off one of your ships, which costs higher because it's taken multiple shots from the rest of my fleet. And I'm also getting objective points from uh, whatever objective we're playing on top of that. So it's, it, it's, it is a bit different. Um, and I think that we'll, we'll have to save this conversation for next week as well. When we go over um, like the list building aspects and uh, like our, our reactions to like all these changes, because we, we don't have time to like just go through our, our reactions to like their announcements and how they went through everything. But there, there is a lot there that um, I, I kind of want to call this arcade wing because it feels a lot more arcadey. Um, just throwing out like these overpowered lists out um, into the fields. Um, I mean, if you take a look at the Cherokee Open, um, you would have never seen this many upgrades on all these ships. There's just no way. And now that you have the ability to like overload all these ships to go out into the field to like kill each other. It feels a lot more like arcade wing to me, like an arcade style instead of a strategy type. But that's just me. That's my opinion. Now, last resort to answer your question. There was a tie swarm in top 16 with Howl Runner in it, just as an FYI. It, it was there. And you want to know what beats a droid swarm? A tie swarm. Hands down, every day of the week. Even with discords. Well, now discords don't matter. So I don't know, you know. Um, I will I will just say this and I and I mentioned this when we kind of talked about this on Wednesday that I was looking at this and I told you guys that I thought that based on my understanding of the scenarios and scenario play and how it works that we would not see a shift to lower ship lists that we would instead see a shift the other way 
And when you look at this, there is not a list on here with less than four ships. Yeah. There's not a list on here with, uh, yeah, there was one list with four ships. Everything else was more than four ships. They had and three we, ships in one. Where? Which which list on here had three ships? Not no okay, not in top eight, but in top sixteen. That's that's what I'm saying. Okay. So when we when we look at what rose to the top, what eventually made it, right? The lowest list on this was four ships. And that was Tommy Adams with the the four ship list that he had, right? With Wedge, Ahsoka, Nora, and Blount. And Blount was mm -hmm. just a filler ship. Otherwise, that's a three ship list. And then we had Braylon, Callus, Ten, and Blount. And again, Blount is a filler, so it's a three-ship list with a two-point filler. But when you look at every other list, it's five or more ships. And when you have two out of you have fifty percent chance of drawing a area control or an objective control list, more bodies on the field is always going to is always going to succeed. And when you look at scum. Making the M3A, which by and large, and, and again, anybody is welcome to talk to me about this. This is just my opinion. But when you look at Scum and the only real ship that Scum had that was spammable to get into a, a six to seven you know ship list was the M3A. And with most M3As being three points or higher, you remove that capability, right? You remove that capability because the most you're going to get is six. And that is six, like the, the big ships, the ones that you want are four points. So Scum does not have the capability, with the exception of maybe the Mining Guild tie, uh, to, to get in on this kind of meta, right? We have to rely on the tools. We have to rely on the toys. We have to rely on the abilities. And again, I'm not saying one way or the other because this is one tournament, right? This was one tournament that was a week after the big change was made. So there were a lot of last minute adjustments to people's lists, a lot of last minute understanding shifts on how to play this game. So am I saying that this is a permanent thing? No, not at all. But I'm just saying that I did say that based on my understanding of Legion, more bodies on the field equals more successful lists. And based on the limited availability of the empirical evidence that I have, when you look at what won at Elvio and what won at, you know, the, the major, the major uh, GSP tournaments that we had before this, we did not have this many five and six ship lists sitting in the top. That was a very yeah. field. You'd have dual fire sprays. You'd have ace lists with three ships in it. You'd have a lot of stuff. You don't see that here. No one's running a two-ship list with filler. Everybody's running a three-ship list with filler or more. And mm -hmm. I, I don't mind it. Don't get me wrong. I love seeing all the name pilots. I am maybe the uh, the last the odd man out. I love seeing all of these upgrades. I freaking love it. I love the ability to use upgrades. I love that if I want to run Boba, I can put whatever I want to on him to fit my play style. And JJ can run a Boba that is completely different to fit his play style. And we both have the same amount of points to play with. We both have the same stuff. It's not about trying to hamstring other ships to make Boba powerful. Boba can just do what he wants. Right. Hey, can and you imagine if Boba was 10 points and M3As were all three points? Oh man, that'd be some fun. That, man, that, that brings back some like separatist, like Django and 
trade federation drone you know list mm, i love it yeah i know twitchy i know two ship lists aren't allowed i was just making the point that there's not a list in the top 16 of the cherokee open uh that does not have at least four ships i know that dual fire sprays are not a thing anymore i mean you can run dual fire sprays and then throw in a z95 for effect um but and yes i last resort i will say after playtesting it i think rook is a better pilot in the gauntlet than maul i think rook with um was it overtuned modulators is just plain awesome and i don't mean that in a good way it is amazing and I loved it and it is broken and it is overpowered and I'm going to run it as often as I can in scum once that ship drops. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. I've been thinking about selling off some of my factions and just running a couple of factions. And scum would probably be one of them, sadly enough. <laughs> yes, Twitchy, you're right. That Republic list that came in second is 307 points by old point value. <laughs> yeah. So next week, oh. what we're going to do is uh, uh, we have a breakdown of, of, of ship points versus what they get. Um, they call them, I don't know, they had some MCP terminology with them. But essentially, we will look at, the, so that's what we're open with next week is we're going to go through, um, you know, some of the ships that got buffed per se right and see what ones have made out versus the other ones and then we're going to do some list building so um <clears throat> we're going to try to not do only swarm list building jj and charles well charles i don't have to worry about because they don't have I'm swarms and scum, scum. Yeah, no scum has no swarms ever <laughs> it doesn't exist nah, in scum anymore <laughs> i've actually been so because the points have been simplified here and i, I don't want to like extend this out too long it's been in terms of list building it's been much easier for me to build according to the number of ships because the math equals out a lot easier here than in the previous way that the um the the points used to be for like making bit uh making lists so it's very easy to make a seven ship list or six or five because it's easy to just math out and and just adjust wherever you need to to make sure you have that many ships and then just adjust the math so yep. yeah i will say one of the things that has a disadvantage right now right especially with that republic list is you're getting mixed initiatives quite a bit in swarms and yep. in swarms you don't like that that that's that's yep. not a thing so I will tell you, like, at least on a positive side, the majority of the swarm lists we're watching, we're seeing come out, are 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 going to have issues with the majority of the people that run them, unless you're really good. You're going to have an issue to problem. I'm not saying I'm great, because I'm not that good, obviously, but I didn't win anything. But um, I'm a swarm player at heart. Like, that's, that's what I play. And I build lists specifically to endear, um, you know, like initiative style play and, and how you build it. And I will tell you, like with your A-Wing Swarm, that is probably the closest thing out of all these other swarms that come that are seven, eight ship count lists um, outside of ties. And ties are meant to be a swarm too. So, you know, like that's, that's a thing. Though I will nobody say wants to just... hear that. Just looking at it really quick for scum, you can run uh, seven mining guild ties, uh, with one of them being a have. Uh, but 
getting getting zero <laughs> upgrades on it, uh, and you can run seven Z95s, uh, with one being Indru Shalek, I believe is the is how that's pronounced, um, and you get two points for upgrades on each one of them, um, but that's that is it for seven point list. Every other scum ship is four points or more. All right, so if we're gonna end this, let's let's end this. So, so last resort, you asked what are our favorite and least favorite overall changes so far. My least favorite change is that every fucking faction can fucking run a seven ship list now, <laughs> and that's bullshit because they're all better than droids for the most part. Um, you want to talk about token sharing? Give me three agility and then let me token share, and then we'll talk about who's good or not. Um, <laughs> my favorite part is that I can actually run name pilots now and I'm choosing name pilots over non-name pilots period. And, and I will say this in Republic. I didn't think I would actually, I actually was thinking about selling my whole Republic collection um, period. I just was going to get rid of it, be done with it. Um, that was one of the um, factions I was going to get rid of out of my life um, along with FO. Uh, sadly enough, those are kind of the two factions I was looking at dumping. But with the ability to run named V-Wings, then I'm kind of back in on on that because I really like the, the V-Wings and I was running a um, 7 V-Wing Swarm for a while. So I'm kind of back in on the V-Wings. And guess what? Warhog's at least six points. Hawk is five. Yep. Guess who's got a Hawk list? exactly me baby uh for me and i put it in the chat a little while ago but i love the fact that the every pilot has asymmetric builds now each pilot that has uh different slots now um different points that can go associated with that particular pilot really makes every single pilot unique when you're building out those um when you're building out your list uh, because they they have uses now um in your list when you're in your builds um, um really fun to to see like what you can do with each pilot right um the only thing i don't like right now um, that's my least favorite is that the factions feel very unbalanced um between like a, as i was saying before when i was going through like all the different um like like list building like for like different amounts of ships I found that certain factions, uh, particularly rebels in this case, felt a lot more stronger um, because they do have a lot more points available to them to add on to their ships. Um, and a lot of them were already really like well off, even without all the extra upgrades, the B-Wings in particular. Um, <laughs> you can basically run them by themselves with no upgrades and they're, they're, they're you know, fine. You can now so. run four named B-Wings kid it out with with torpedoes yeah. and bombs <laughs> and and a double tap like yeah, oh my I god know. whereas before you couldn't do that before it was the blue squadron remember when john took blue squadron to top 16 in mm -hmm. uh gsp now now you can run four named b-wings <laughs> fucking ridiculous ridiculous oh, i'm sorry and and blunt and blunt and blunt, and blunt. <laughs> for me my favorite um boba and fen I'm I'm in love. I'm fine. I'll throw Blount in there and make a two ship list into a three ship list, and I'm okay. Um, escape craft, escape craft. <laughs> yep, escape craft. Um, <laughs> I think my least favorite change 
is the the further nerfing, further nerfing of the M3A. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Can we throw droids in there too? They nerf droids. M3As and yeah, droids I agree too. Well, I don't I give a too. crap about them nerfing droids. Oh. I mean, that's my opinion. You're welcome to make it one of the things that you hated. I don't care. They don't. There's no scum droids. Uh, other than IG-88, and those haven't been a thing in forever. So, Although, I, I think I'm going to delve into that <laughs> real quick with the new points uh, and see just how much fun I can have with those. You're going to only really run two that are good, and then you don't have enough points for like a third. So, yeah. No. Oh, have you already delved into that? <laughs> yeah, already, that, that, was, that was one of the first things I did. Uh, so, Chris, I do agree with you. I think that the... And that's part of the the thing that I was talking about. How I feel like the the factions are unbalanced because I feel that the faction identity, or at least the most iconic ship for the separatists, is the vulture droids. And the the fact that you you're you're simply outclassed by far now, you know, with with like the A wings, the seven the seven A wing list uh, versus like a, a droid swarm. I feel like the A wings are going to come up on top because the have the maneuverability to to get around the lower initiative um droids and i mean sure they can hang on to rocks which is great especially when it comes to controlling objectives but if you can't get shots off on me and i can shoot you in return and start taking out your your droids one at a time you ain't going to be holding those objectives for very long so nope so yeah. i just i just would like to point out jj not that i'm going to try and run this although i might just saying um, you can fit two aggressors with a 16-point loadout and run Lando in the Falcon or L3 in the Falcon with dual crew slots um, for the 20 points and throw IGD D on, on the L3. Falcon. Yep, on the yeah, Falcon and give that's... it the, uh, the double-tap attack if one misses uh, and having, you know, if you want to run A or C, uh, to get the free boost, or to get the boost, and then you can perform an evade action. Yeah, because that gives the Falcon an evade action. And if you could fit Lando crew on it to help you spend that evade for rerolls, that's even sicker. Yeah. Uh, Lando crew <laughs> is. Hold on, let me get to it. Where is it? Land. How many points is Lando? Six points. You can fit Lando and and still have six points for yeah. other upgrades, and the title yeah. is free. So throw the title on there too. Why not? Trick shot. <laughs> trick shot. And how many points is trick shot? Or uh, no, L seven doesn't get the title or doesn't oh, get a okay. doesn't get that. But you can put Greedo Gunner on that bad boy. Sounds good. All right. So anyway, we're right. running well out of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna end here. Next week we will cover. Um, we're gonna go through the scenarios. First, then we're going to talk about some of the uh, changes in list building, and then we're going to go into actual list building, especially for uh, looking at Depicon. It's going to give us a little bit more. I will admit I kind of was a little lax in playing this week, uh, some of because nobody invited me and I didn't sign up for streams, and then some of it was because Elden Ring came out this weekend, and I won't lie and say, Greg, you should give it another chance. And I've probably put a good 10 to 15 hours into that when I should have been playing X-Wing. <laughs> but I, how many I times had, did you die? Uh, you don't want to know. 
You <laughs> it is not bad. No, I disagree. It's it. If you learn how to cheat the mechanics, it's not as bad as it seems. But if you've never like I played Demon Soul or Demon Seed or whatever that last one was, and I hated Demon it Souls. because Souls. it brought you back to the beginning, like yeah. for the majority of the game, I hated that. This one at least does not do that. I will tell you, it's definitely not like when they say this is an RPG. It's it's not. This is not an RPG in the traditional sense at all. But it is an online co-op, right? It is. Yes. But I think unless you, I don't think it's cross-platform though. So unless you have a like, I have a PlayStation. So if you don't have a PlayStation, we can't play. I think if you get it, Charles or Bob gets it, we can all play. But wait, is it PS4, PS5 crossplay? I think you can. Yes, I haven't tested. Are it. we gonna have a planning phase syndicate? Is it two-player um, co-op or multiplayer co-op? I I don't know yet. I haven't tested it. I, it's not that bad. It's not. I that won't bad, be buying. I I won't be buying it for a while. I just got um, Forbidden West, Horizon. and yeah. I'm going to be spending a considerable amount of time. Yep, and I did not get that game, but that's on my list to get. It's so, so good. I have to wait. I'm waiting. Actually, what I need to do is my taxes so that I have a bunch of money. Um, oh, damn. I got to do that. Because <laughs> if I get my taxes back and I get money, then I can buy Forbidden West. The problem I have is is how much time do you spend playing video games versus playing X-Wing and Adepticon that's coming up? So it's yeah. really hard for me. I don't have me. a reason to go to it. I don't have a reason to worry about Adepticon. So you have fun with that, sir. Well, maybe you should become part of our testing pool, fucker. And then, you, <laughs> then hey, guess what? Facebook Messenger works just as good, sir. Just saying. I will say, Elden Ring, Greg. I disagree. I agree with you in the aspect that it's really hard. I disagree that it's not fun. I do think it's a different style of challenge. Think of it as uh, X Wing two point five rolls. <laughs> Look, you're asked to obfuscate a, a advantageous situation <laughs> in Elden Ring that you couldn't see with fresh uh, eyes. Okay. Yeah, like the time <laughs> I randomly warped and walked into this door, and there is this fire dragon that shoots lava out of its asshole and then burns fire at you, and like I died instantaneously with four thousand runes. Like, and it's like my son's like, well, you could go back in there, but you can't get out unless you kill that dragon. <laughs> After like 17 times, I was like, fuck, they can have my 4,000 ruins. I'm done. I can't kill that dragon. That was a mistake. Huge mistake. Huge. Yeah. But yes, if um, if they offer multi-co-player, we, we could do a planning phase syndicate. I, I bet you Bob would be in on that too. Bob will get that game. The only reason that Bob has not bought it yet is because Bob also just bought a Forbidden West. So well, Is that multiplayer? No. No, okay. sadly. That would be awesome though. Because I say, if that's multiplayer, I would invest in that now. No, it is single player only, All at right. least thus far. So, my God, this is a sick list. Yeah, right. That's a lot of butt. Jeez. IGA, IGB, and Lando in the Falcon. I'm in. That's that's good. Lando all right, gets all we're gonna end this uh, before yeah, we buddy. keep going. We before we spend way too much more time. Yeah. We're next week list building scenarios. Um, and hopefully we'll have a little bit more time playing some of the scenarios under a belt so everything won't be effing uh, swarmed. Somebody somebody post a list in Discord uh, for Last Resort. Hey, I'm going to, Charles, post a list. Got it. Do it. 
Awesome. All right. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back on Wednesday with some community streaming. Um, if you want, I will be playing um, on uh, Nickel City on Tuesday um, whenever Greg gives me a, a time slot. So I will be on Nickel City on Tuesday. So if you want to come see me lose or play <laughs> either non-separate, you'll see me play non-separatist list. How about that? There you go. I think you should play Greg, and if you win, Greg has to um, play Elden Ring with you on stream. <laughs> <laughs> that means he'd have to rebuy no, it again. he already got his money back. He got his he'd money back. He'd have ah, to buy bro. it again. Greg, you'd have <laughs> Man, Charles really setting your ass up. He, he'd probably be like, I'd rather just donate to your stream than play that game. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, guys. Anyway, thank you all. Have a good night. We'll be back Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time and whatever the hell that is, UTC. Have a good night.